as you've clearly stated, it's not a preview if the season's already started. So, welcome to our kind of preview, even though we already know some things, but we're going to try to ignore those things as we preview on. I, I, I think it doesn't matter. The first game of the season is never a, good a metric to yeah. assess how teams... But I think, in my opinion, this is going to be the most interesting season of all time. Agreed. And as because one, we're gonna have a winter winter World Cup. World Cup, which yeah. changes the landscape of how games are gonna be played. Yes. This is the first time we're gonna see smaller teams having to participate in multiple games yes. in one week. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we can obviously talk about the rule changes that the Premier League has had, mm-hmm. but I think across the board, this might be the most interesting one because we might genuinely see teams like City struggle. Hmm. And I know people haven't thought about this, but we can we can go into. No, it. we can go. I think we can talk. Do you want to start from a from a macro look at the whole league, everything, or do you want to so, talk about the fact that there is a World Cup? That's the elephant in the room. There well, actually, a, I think yeah. I think the World Cup. I think the World Cup is an interesting proposition because I think you're going to see probably no, not I think I know for sure you're going to see a game of two halves mm-hmm. before the World Cup um, a lot of people are going to play a lot better Yes, Jesus yeah. Arsenal for instance but if you look at the grand scheme of things there's going to be one a lot of injuries as we saw in the Everton game Yes, there's going to be a lot of um I, I want to see how teams... Because the Premier League is very intense. Yes. So I want to see how they actually cope with this. Our coach is going to play a different style of football, mm. which then... I don't think we're going to see like crazy points numbers like the way City had. Yeah. And I have a reason for that that we can talk on later. But I think the World Cup, at this point, if you're, if you're from a team that hasn't recruited properly... Which is why I think a lot of, I think we should discuss uh, relegation and yeah. Who so who is in your top four? My top four right now are City, Liverpool. In order. In, in no particular order. No, it has to be okay, order. fine. Well, because I literally did a preview YouTube video with uh, JD at IMAX it yes on Thursday, okay. and I had City, Liverpool, Spurs. And then a debate between either Chelsea or Arsenal. Now, I don't have... I don't know if I trust Arsenal right now because results-wise, I don't know if they'll do it. They feel like a team that will maybe tease me for the result but not get it done in the end. I look at Chelsea's overall depth, Mm -hmm. and I think of if you're going to have injuries, you still have players who have at least played at that level and are good, whether that is a... Again, CHO isn't exactly the top of anyone's game, but you know he can actually play at that level. Mm-hmm. If you need to bring in a midfielder, you've seen Conor Gallagher do that at Palace last year, and he's still on this team as of now. So I think the depth that Chelsea has will suit them well for a longer season with more games so that even if there is a slight drop-off, they can still maintain a level of quality overall. So I give it 
I give them the edge for fourth right now. Even though they don't have any center backs. You know, it's a minor detail. They'll just try to outscore everyone. They don't have a striker. You know, it'll so be how, Sterling so will score every goal offsides. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I think genuinely the top four, and people are going to laugh at this. Spurs. Okay. This is an order. Okay. Spurs. City. Liverpool. Manu. We are sleep. The conversation about Manu is interesting because. And I'll tell you why. Yes. I've. 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 This is. Again, I'm a Manu fan. Yes. So. I think Manu will either finish fourth or sixth. Hmm. I know that's on a crazy take. Like, all these guys are like, yo, of course, it's either fourth or sixth. But the reason why I put Manu fourth is why I said it's going to be a game of two halves. Now, hear me out. Hmm. Arsenal are going to be ridiculously good before the World Cup. I see that, yes. Ridiculously good. And then the World Cup is going to hit. And if... Brazil does well. The deeper Brazil does well, the more Jesus is going to be a factor. Yes. And the better, the more, let's say Brazil reaches semis or finals. Okay. If he comes back having won the World Cup. Yeah. He has no fucking inclination to win the Premier League. He's Mm. already won it. Multiple times with City. Yeah. He's done what every Brazilian wants to do. Now, if they lose at the quarterfinals, maybe no- knockout stages, yeah. that's a different beast. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, I think Arsenal's biggest issue is injuries. Mm. And every team can say this. They're one injury away from being poor, yeah. except City, I would yeah. say. But... Their system right now is completely reliant on Jesus. When he plays, I don't know if you saw their game, mm. they are devastating. Because he has that ability to just take on four players. Yes. And there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. But, this is a big but. Very big but. You're reliant on him. Yes. Martinelli is trash. Fight me, Arsenal fans, I don't care. Saka's ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Odegaard is going to have a break, a very good season, mm-hmm. as long as Jesus is there. Mm-hmm. If Jesus goes, who do you have? You have Martinelli or Enketia, who you're relying on, and Enketia has shown. And Enketia is good. He sh- but he, he hasn't shown the consistency. Wrong, yeah. like multiple runs mm-hmm. below Jesus. Mm-hmm. So they have a. In my opinion, I actually think, and this is crazy for some, but I think Jesus is knocking on the door of world class. He just has to add a little bit more consistency. And let's be honest, historically, there's only been one striker in Pep Guardiola's history that has done well. And that's Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. There's never been any other. If you say David Villa, Villa played as a false nine. Yeah. He didn't play as a striker. Eto, he didn't even want Eto. He didn't want Ibrahimovic. Historically speaking, he doesn't do well with nines. Yeah. So that's not to say Jesus was a bad player at Man City. It just meant that Guardiola doesn't see the value of them. So Jesus had to change his game mm-hmm. so that he can actually play in that team. Yeah. So now you're seeing the true version of Jesus, which is a ridiculously good football player yeah. as a nine. Mm-hmm. 
That being said, if this wasn't a World Cup season, no jokes, City, Spurs, Liverpool, Arsenal. Since it's a World Cup season, I'm looking at depth. Yes. Tottenham have depth. They have depth, yes. Depth, like proper, scary good players in every single position. They have the best nine in the league. Yes. They have the best supporting striker in the league. Yes. They have one of the best fullbacks in the league in uh, uh, Sassanio. Mm-hmm. They have the best, in my opinion, second to third best winger in the league in Kulisevsky. Yes. So essentially, the only position that they genuinely struggle is centre-back and maybe midfield. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, that's it. That's, like, yeah, and by yeah. the way, Antonio Conte, for those who might not know, for those who are stupid and ignorant, you give Conte Proper the players time. and the time to build a team. Conte beats Pep. Conte beats Klopp. Period. Hmm. He he does what I think Mourinho used to do, which is he does an assessment of the league. He does an assessment of how many points I need to win the league. Yeah. And then he does an assessment of his players, hmm. and he goes, "You're trash. You're trash. You're trash." I need replacements. And I think he would want a centre-back. Mm-hmm. But I think because of the financial outlay that D- Daniel Levy has done, yeah. he can't get another centre-back. That being said, what's their game today? They were frightening. Like, they were already frightening last season. Yeah, The fact that it's like they haven't skipped a beat, mm-hmm. and you can tell like Kane has a point to prove. Yeah. I think Conte is kind of telling them, like, guys... This is our chance. This is our chance. Yeah. Like, all these teams are going to struggle. This is... Because think about it. City are in flux. I don't care that they have Haaland. He doesn't fit the system. Liverpool are in flux. Because they have had to change a main piece. Mm -hmm. Tottenham strengthened. That's the key. Yeah, that's a fair All the other guys, City will strengthen not this season. As the season goes... They'll get better. They'll get better. But, but at the beginning, they won't. Yeah. They'll be reliant on De Bruyne yeah. and all these other players. So I think Spurs... I think whoever... This is usually the fallacy that people say. But I think whoever is leading before the World Cup... Wins. Has a really strong case to mm-hmm. win the league. Because after the World Cup... The whole of the City team is essentially playing the World Cup. Yes. The whole team. Right? Think yeah. about that. Yeah then the whole of Liverpool is playing in the World Cup. Okay, yeah, Salah. Salah's the only guy. Yeah, Salah's playing. not playing. Who Holland's not playing. But whatever. No, but who, the point's still... Playing? Holland. Erling. Norway's oh, not Erling, in the World Cup. Yeah. yeah, but who cares? Yeah. But then when you look at Tottenham's team, Son is not getting out of group stage. So he's flying to Qatar back. That's a, that's a, that's a nice vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who else is on? Um... You have Kane. Kane is the only one who's going to go deep. But last season, we saw what they can do without Kane. And yes. just saw. That's the key. Yes. The key is, even without Kane, mm-hmm. they're legitimately scary. Which other team can we say that? None. None. If you remove Jesus from Arsenal, trash. You remove... Um, we saw this without Nunes. They were one-dimensional. Mm. Because... People kept ignoring Mane was their best player. Yes. I kept arguing this with Mo. Mo didn't listen. 
money was your best plan. You've yeah. lost it. Yes. You've genuinely lost your best plan. Salah is that guy who... Salah raises his game with ridiculously good players. Yes. He is the best player with other really good players. I genuinely compare him to Jordan in a way. And I apologize for saying this. But I think not Jordan, maybe like Kobe. Kobe couldn't win without ridiculously good players. Well, yeah, he won with Gasol, but... Technically, yeah. that's also still a really ridiculously yeah. good So, but I view people like that specifically where they are so good mm-hmm. when they have ridiculously good players. You remove those good players, Salah's bang average, bang bang average. Mm-hmm. Son, you put him in Man U, he's ridiculous. Yeah. Son, you put him in City, he's scoring a hundred goals. Mm-hmm. Son, put him in any other team, he still shines. Kane put him in every other team. He still shines. Kane played with a shit Spurs team on show. Mm-hmm. You put Salah in Man U, Salah's not dropping double digits. No. He's dropping six goals max. Probably. That's against four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> four of those goals against or Nottingham Forest and, and Bournemouth. And Bournemouth. And Bournemouth. Yeah. That's it. So, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the reason why I'm saying this is going to be an interesting season there's going to be a bunch of injuries. Yeah. There's going to be a bunch of... Um, this is what we're going to see. Coaches' adaptability. Very true. And I think that's what Pep doesn't do. Well. Hmm. I don't think Pep is a good adaptable coach. Pep is that guy who drains 100% out of a person who knows he can play a certain position. Yes. That's why. So that's my top four. Okay. The reason why I'm putting Manu there. Let's get to that because I was going to ask you about So that. I've broken down the first three. Yes. The reason why I put Manu as four. Manu and Olegana Solskjaer, when, they, when, they, when we finished second, were trash. Mm-hmm. But the key was that as long as these players were happy, they within themselves figured out ways to win games. Yeah. Now you've brought in an actual coach. A genuine coach. Listen to every single story that's come out. Huh. First of all, have you even heard stories from the camp? No. No. Do you know why? Because they got rid of the people who were complaining. Yeah. It was a lingard. We now know this. Mm-hmm. And by the way, sue me, bitches. Like, we now know it was Lingard and Dean Henderson. Mm-hmm. Who were the ones last year when every single time we'd lose a game, they kept complaining. I'm like, who the heck are you guys? Your second stringers. Shut the fuck up. I and I said this. Mm-hmm. Pogba if Eric Ten Hag had Pogba, yeah. we probably would have seen one of the best versions of Pogba. Mm. But Pogba for some reason, I think I just down tools. And I get it. He's so used to playing with McTominay and Fred. He mm. was done with that. I get it. Go. Go have fun at Juventus yeah. in a dead league with your dead teammates. But the reason why I say Manu is going to be four yeah. is people forget how good Manu is. People actually joke about Manu. I think Manu, in my opinion, is the fourth best team in the league. Huh. Because with, with Jesus, we're, we're assuming Jesus can score 20 goals. We're assuming. Yes. Martial has. Mm. Rashford has. Yep. And they, they, they've scored 20 goals when they play together. Yes. Now, Martial is injured. Yes. Which, which struggles, which makes this argument a bit weak. It does. 
But, but I honestly believe we're starting basically at our worst version of ourselves. Let's be honest. Yeah. We have no Ronaldo. We now know have no Martial, which means I hope, I really hope against the Brighton game, we don't start Ronaldo. I hope we play Rashford as a, as a striker and uh, bring in a young player. Yeah. Garnacho, if anyone knows who he is. Yeah. Ridiculously good player. We play Garnacho uh, on the wing. Or you bring in Charlie McNeil as a striker and Rashford keep him where he is. Yeah. But this is the reason why I think we're, we're legit. We have Sancho, who yes. people forget was one of the best. Second half of the season, he was he picked up. One of up. the best players last season. He picked up but second pe- half. people Yeah, like people forget that. Like, yeah, he didn't hit the highest goals, but he was the only good player in Man U. Yep. Now you've got a coach who actually plays him in his position. He <laughs> plays right wing now. Like, duh, like the thing about Man U is we were getting coaches who were putting round pegs in square, square holes. holes. Yeah. And now we have a coach who looks at you and says, are you a midfielder? Can play midfield. Are you a winger? Play wing. What a novel Are you concept. a striker? Play strike. Like he's just doing simple stuff. <laughs> all you need was simplicity. That's all. You just needed to clear man you. Our midfield is an issue. Yes. But you tell me, does Varane improve every team in the league? Yes. Does, um, I'm actually interested in Lissandro Martinez. That's, yeah, that's Because fair. I think if Ten Hag is clever, which I think he is, mm-hmm. I think he'll change his team from a back four to a back, back three. three. And that means Lissandro plays as a DM. Which is probably... Which is probably what he's going to do. Because mm-hmm. he's already said he's going to keep Maguire. Mm-hmm. And he, like he said, Maguire's going to be the, the captain. Yeah. So I was like, wait, why would you keep him? He's like, he's only good in a three. Like, let's be honest, mm-hmm. he's only good in a three. Unless you figured out that, yeah, we have to play with a three. So I think if we play with a three in the back system, that actually changes. Because we have two eights yeah. in McTominay and Fred. By the way, Fred has been disgusting. People keep forgetting. Fred is a really good midfielder. He's just inconsistent as heck. Yes, he is. And the only two teams that I think don't have inconsistent midfielders are the two that are going to win the league. Which is, uh, sorry, the two that have previously won the league. Yeah. Which is City and Liverpool. Those guys have perfect midfielders. Yes. But the rest of them, trash. Granite Shaka, shut the fuck up. Um, who, who else is it? Um, Chelsea, trash. Kante was terrible last year. Fight me. Kante was amazing. Kant is one of the best midfielders we've ever seen in the league. Yes. But he was trashed last year. He was not good last year. What's the game today? They have a terrible midfield. Yeah. Terrible. They cannot control games. You were playing Everton. You were struggling against Everton. You genuinely were. Bro, Everton tried to attack you guys. This is the issue they also have. This is why Chelsea... Let me even break it down. Yeah. The reason Chelsea wouldn't win, wouldn't get into the top four, is because they don't have a striker. If they buy a striker between now and the end of this uh, and the end of the transfer, that the transfer period, then Maybe it's a different yeah. conversation. I think they get top four. But Sterling doesn't score goals. No, he didn't score goals at City. He, he won't score, score goals, goals here. at Chelsea. Yeah, he didn't score goals when he was at Liverpool. He won't score goals here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. 
you literally bought a guy who looks dangerous. But, but that's his game. That's as much as it goes. He looks dangerous. That's his game. That's a first thing. Secondly, they genuinely don't have a good defense. Kulibali's good. I yes. think that's. I genuinely like Kulibali. I'd have taken him in at Man U yeah. in a heartbeat. Thiago Silva, as ridiculously good as he is, he is getting old. And he's getting to the point where we're going to be playing three games a season. Sorry, three games, games in a week. week. Yeah. How the heck is Thiago Silva going to Hold play up. all those games? Yeah. He just can't, man. And this is one of the most physical leagues. In, like, he was running all over the place. Like, Silva is, a, Silva is in my opinion, the second best defender in the league. Mm-hmm. I said it. Van Dijk, yes. Silva, then Ruben Diaz or whoever you want to put. Wherever you want to put that. But yeah. like Thiago Silva is ridiculous. He's just old. Yeah. And that's it. Father time. Father time always wins. Yeah. So I look at that team and I say, all I see is massive holes. Don't get me wrong, Manuel's massive holes. Yeah. But then if we if we still play well with that shit midfield that we have, what the heck are you guys gonna say? Yeah. Because our, our strike force, outside of, remember, I'm saying outside of the top three, mm-hmm. our strike force is the best of the rest. Mm-hmm. Ours is the only one that's guaranteed goals historically. Arsenal doesn't. Chelsea doesn't. We're the only ones. So if goals win games... That hasn't changed, yeah. That's all it takes. Now, I think if Arsenal continue playing the way they're playing, it's going to be a tough season. Mm-hmm. I think Arsenal will probably just nick top four. Assuming they don't get massive injuries yeah. to two people. To Jesus and Saka. If those two go, either one, I think it's, a, it's problem, a wrap. Yeah. I think it's a wrap. I think for us, tomorrow is actually a good evaluation of them. Yeah. Because if we beat Brighton Without Martial and Ronaldo, it's game over. It means we're top four guarantee. Yeah. I think so. That's fair. We haven't had a coach. Dude, <laughs> it's I, don't true, many, I don't know how many how have to explain this. Long. Like we haven't had a coach and we were still like knocking on the door of top four. Even last season we almost knocked on the door of top four. Yeah. So like guys, understand that. We had Olegana Solskjaer, who was trying his best impersonation of being Alex Ferguson's lapdog. Yeah. And then you had um, Ralph Ragnick, who didn't know what he, he was clearly out of his depth and clearly tried to make change. I think Ralph was, his aim was to come in, ruffle feathers, yeah. figure out who was good enough for Man U and who wasn't. And I am so happy that we've gone rid of Pogba, mm-hmm. we've gone rid of Lingard, we've gone, because those are the things that, that's the key. We were, Manu's biggest issue last season was that there was a lot of infighting. Mm. We've removed that. We've cleaned house. The only issue is Ronaldo. And it clearly tells. You can see the way these other players were playing in preseason. Yeah. They don't like Ronaldo. For good reason. Because if he's there, you have to give him the ball. Yeah. You just have to. LeBron's on the team. You have to give him the ball. Yeah. You know? Like he's there. He is the guy. But he is shit. Mm-hmm. So he scored 17 goals. Cool. Six of them were against useless teams. So like he, 
We'll bring him in against Wolves. Thank you. He I, could score four goals. I appreciate that. Wolves, Wolves. <laughs> that almost brings up the whole next topic. We have three new teams coming in. Yeah. We got, you know, Bournemouth, we've got Fulham, we've got Nottingham Forest. Now it's easy to assume that they're coming up, they're not at the level. Fulham's a yo yo. They get the they get their check, they go back down. Um, <laughs> True. Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Truth, yeah, yeah. The Nine M forces here in Bournemouth. I'm like, what are you doing? You guys are here. Yeah. Most people have those three going back down. I think that's so stupid. I don't think that's the case. I think definitely one of them is sticking up. I know. I think two of them are sticking. We're going to. I the only. I only. I think ha- Everton yeah. are gone. You think Everton finally goes? Unless Everton's management drops mad bread mm-hmm. on players, I think Everton are gone. I think Everton are gone. And I love my American peeps, but Leeds, Leeds. You're going with Leeds. Leeds is looking sketchy. They won today, sure. But that, but Wolves, they beat Wolves a Wolves team, team that's that is, terrible. Yes. They don't have their main striker. Nope. They don't like they're so <laughs> terrible questions. at the moment. Yeah. And let's be honest, Wolves has an investable. Yeah. So like Leeds, Leeds has a bunch of Americans, which yeah. they're going to learn very quickly. You either at the level team, or you're not. You're not. You're not completely different level. They've brought in championship level players. That's what Leeds has done. Mm-hmm. So I think Leeds for sure. Mm-hmm. I okay. Let's clarify. Are the the t- three teams that came in are they bad? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. But are they? But I think Leeds and Everton Everton are on the exact same level. Level. Mm-hmm. But. That being said, if Dominic Calvert-Lewin comes back, if DCL yeah. comes back, Everton survive. Yes, that's what I think. Because you could tell in the in the in the uh, Chelsea game, they clearly miss that aerial threat that yes. he provides. So if he's back, they stay. If he's not back, I think it's a I think it's a wash. Yeah, but I think they have the capability to beat. I think they have the capability to beat those three bottom teams. Yeah. That's but Fulham have a good team. I don't know why people were hating on them. They've got Dominic, they've got Solanke. Yeah. They've got Mitrovic, who is... Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, that's Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, they've got... Yeah, they've got Mitrovic. Yeah. Who... Mitrovic is a beast. Mitrovic is, was clearly the... Is like a low-tier Premier League player who played in the yeah, championship I think, last I think, year. I think if he's a player between 10th and 15th, yeah. He is a genuine... You need a Mitrovic in your team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even, like, even when we said before recording, even, I know he scored, like, 27 last year. Yeah. But even if he scores, like, 15 to 17 this year... I know, I think... I, I don't think he's going to score that much. I think it's going to be, like, 10-11. But that's the thing, is even 11 goals... Yeah. 11 goals is crazy for one person to score. It is. Because that's the level. Mm-hmm. That's the level the Premier League is. So I think he scores 11 goals... Other guys chip in, you know, uh-huh. defenders for corner kicks and all that yeah. kind of stuff, set pieces. I think you will have an, a good enough team uh-huh. to actually continue mm, winning. Yeah. I think if he gets the 15, he's dragging that, that team. That being said, Fulham yeah. are trash. <laughs> so, like, like, I don't think, I, in my opinion, Fulham come in, as uh-huh. you said, cash it, check and go back down where they belong. And then, um, Forrest. Look to have been the best. They did the best business. Yeah. 
But we'll see if they return. But we'll yeah. see if it actually Because mm-hmm. what the heck is Lingard's deal? He's only he only has a year deal. Yeah. What? That's, That's just crazy. That feels like a keep getting him checks move. Well, he said yeah. he said. Um, I think people said. I I don't know if this is hearsay or anything, but I heard someone say that he wants to go to the MLS. There was talks about it beforehand, but still, I think even. Like, the Lingard to Forrest is interesting for me because, I mean, we've seen him go down a level, a tier, from Man U to West Ham and, and perform but that's, well. But that's, but, we were talking about that. Yeah. And I think that's not dropping down a level, in my opinion. Dropping down a level, he wasn't, he, he started playing for Man U, and then we got better players. Yeah. So he was on the bench. Yeah. And if you're on the bench, you're not a Man U level player. Yeah. That means... Your level is West Ham. Yeah. So he didn't go a level down. He went to a place that is on his level. And I've always thought, I think Lingard is a ridiculously good player. Mm-hmm. I think Lingard is definitely a top six level player. Hmm. But not starting. Mm-hmm. At seven, he starts. Yeah. But at six, he doesn't start. At six, he's maybe a super sub. Yeah, he's, he he's a super sub. Or, I think in this season... If a top six team had him, you have a very good second string. Because mm-hmm. he, he can chip in goals. He can yeah. make goals. Like, he's a really good player. His issue, in my opinion, is ego. Yeah. The guy's just egotistical, man. Mm. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if this is a positive or a negative for Nottingham. I, yeah, that's... Because yeah. West Ham courted him. West yeah. Ham wanted Did him. And, and he, he chose no. you. So, like, what do you have, Forrest? Like, who the, you just came in. Yeah. That's a very interesting conversation. I think he does represent, for me, I think he's a player who could possibly move in that window, depending on how they are doing. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, like, and that, and again, that goes back to the World Cup aspect, where I think, man, transfer window for this post-World Cup or even pre it's going to be, be insane. You're gonna because be you're going to find, I, this is what I think. I think a lot of people, like it's a similar situation with Shesko. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. The RB Leipzig uh, yeah. player. Yeah. I think people like him are people who, because that's what happens every World Cup. Yeah. One guy was like breaks out and you're like, I've never even heard of this guy. But we need, we need him. Just yeah, bring we him need in. that guy. Yeah. And so I think people who are playing in the coming, like, I think that's why a lot of clubs have tried to... This this transfer season, people have been moved around so much. Yeah. Because I think clubs know, I better buy this guy. Now. Now. Before he costs he way too well much. Because if he plays well in the yeah. World Cup, that's like 30 million added right on top of his yeah. whatever value he is. Mm. Yeah. No, it's very definitely interesting on that aspect. And I think that's where I think pulling off the, again, I'll put on my Canadian hat, which I'm clearly still wearing. Um... That's like the Jonathan David conversation for me. If he has a decent yeah. World Cup, no, I think I think a lot of teams. I know uh, I had on was it Romano? Yeah. That Manu went to. Yeah, they to went talk to, him, to him. Yeah. But Lee valued him so highly that they just they didn't even like bother. Mm-hmm. I think they valued him at like eighty million. Yeah, and I thought uh, maybe million sterling, not yeah. euros. Sterling. Yeah. So you can understand that's like a hundred million euros. Yeah. So the the the. I think Jonathan David is a ridiculously good player. Yes. I think the problem 
is he's on a team that knows he's a good player. Yes. And are willing to keep him. Yes. Unless someone comes in and throws a hundred million. Yes. And let's be honest, the only the only a couple of teams that can do that. Yeah. And in and genuinely, he I don't think he fits. He sorry, he fits um, Tuchel's team. No, I would not want that. I think he fits Man U. I think I honestly thought he would fit Liverpool so well. I and like we had this conversation, we had the conversation yeah, before. where I think Liver, I think David to Liverpool was going to be the move up until City got Holland, and then they were like, "Well, we got to yeah, match we, this." We need, yeah, with Buzz. but that's what I think. Like I think if they got him, I think David would have been the guy. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to see how good Nunes is because mm-hmm. Nunes is legit. I, yeah, like having seen the games, like I think Nunes is legit, and people who. Keep looking at him and like mocking. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a reason why every single club had their eyes on Nunes. Yeah. The only problem was all the clubs are like, I don't think we can pay this much for for, like, for a guy, a yeah. random guy, eighty million. We don't even know you. Mm-hmm. Like that was the issue, and I think Liverpool's stats guys must have gone. You guys need him. Yeah. Statistically, he must have proven. There's something in the analysis that probably says he actually has a better value to Liverpool than David, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. But I think David David's future is Bayern or Barcelona. Well, I try to get married in Barcelona. They said I can't register it there, so... That, can we talk about Barcelona? Can we? Let's jump over to Spain. What the fuck? What is happening? Why? There's Actually, no- before we talk to Barcelona, sorry guys, one question. Yeah. Who's going to be goal scoring the Premier League? I think San does it again. Ooh. It's a good shot, you know? That's a really good shot, I think. The other low-key player I'm thinking who could do it, mm. even though I've said publicly I think he takes a step back this year. Mm. Salah? Yeah. Because Salah's not going to the World Cup. And again, how clever are managers going to be? Mm. If you know you have half your squad who's going to the World Cup and the other half isn't, mm. are you just getting them into form by like September, October? Trade. Yeah. Or are you saying, look, I'm going to run these guys. And that's why I think Manu is going to be top four. Because mm. I think a lot of Manu players will not cut the World Cup team. Yeah. So they're going to have enough time to train relax and that recovery time is going to be key exactly when you come back the second half of the season is going to be ridiculous yeah that's why i think son is a really good shot Mm. because son will go they're going to get knocked out of the quarterfinal Uh, sorry in the the group group stages i apologize south korean guys your team is good you're in a bad group yeah you're not getting out you could come out of that group or you don't i've said that that group is the other yeah way they get knocked out in the knockouts yeah because they're not that good um, so he comes back He's going to a nice strip in Doha yep. He likes the heat yep. <laughs> he He's comes, rejuvenated Yeah, you know. He comes back, it's all cool yep. And then you have Salah's an Because int- wait, let's look at their team Nunes goes Yes um, Tiago goes Yes uh, TAA goes Um well, essentially, the whole back line goes. The whole back line basically goes, yeah. 
Because even Matip, Cameroon is there. Well, Matip's got the whole thing with Cameroon. So he probably oh, yeah, doesn't yeah, go. He doesn't go. Because, you know, Eto says he's one of the special ones. So Gomez he's not going. doesn't go. Eh, Gomez might go. I don't know if he's injured or anything. Uh, Thiago goes for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the captain, Dean Henderson. Oh, not Dean Henderson. What's his name? Henderson goes. Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson yeah. goes. Um, what's his in that bad midfield now? <laughs> I have no idea. Let me pull it up. Then who's on the other wing? It's Salah. Diaz goes. Yeah, Diaz. That's what I was thinking. That's it. So who's Salah playing with? The second team? Pretty much. So it doesn't matter then. That's a point. Is that it doesn't matter. Yeah. But then, oh, but if we're going to say that about Son, Nunes comes back just as well. Yeah. He's Uruguay. Yeah. Him, oh, no, no. Uruguay might get to the knockout stage. Well, Uruguay and Son are in the same and the group, same group, right? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, okay, I like that shout. I like yeah. Son. It's a fair shout. Gotta plug him. Probably this side. No, my side. I don't know. That one's far. Or is it? Oh, you should be fine. Sorry, guys. Uh, your boy. Didn't charge his back. Didn't charge his back. We're back in the oh, game. I didn't realize there was one there. Now we know. Yeah. But yeah, Son and Salah are my picks. Even Holland would be a, a good... I think Holland picks up the second half, but I don't think he's able to do it first half. No, I, th- I, I think that... This is a problem. Yeah. As I've said. My guy has only ever worked with one. Let's let's be Lewandowski. If it wasn't for Ronaldo and Messi, would be, we would be arguing as one of the best strikers of all time. Period. End of that Disca- discussion. Yeah. Lewandowski is phenomenal. Now, er- er- Haaland is also a really good goal scorer. Mm-hmm. But I consider Haaland like a Ruud van Nistelrooy. Mm. Like, he just finishes chances. Yeah. And technically, that that fits the bill. But Lewandowski is also good at passing. Lewandowski is yeah. also good at, like, holding the ball and distributing and all that kind of stuff. Lewandowski is a perfect nine. Yes. The perfect nine. That he is. Quintessential nine. Haaland is a good goal scorer. Does that work with Pep? I think this is like I think this is Pep trying to do what what Pep usually fucks with. This is he thinks he, he overthinks things, he overvaluates himself, he then goes, I can figure this puzzle out. If mm-hmm. I bring him in. Because the truth is, if he figures out Holland, oh it's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. City win the league by they don't lose a game. They just rock the league. Mm-hmm. Unless someone unless he gets injured. Because they won the league without him. Yeah. They lost Sterling and Jesus. I think Jesus is gonna be a bigger blow than than he might think. I think but that's like, fair, yeah. Sterling I don't think is a blow. No, because you had Foden there. And Zinchenko isn't a blow. Yeah. So, um Yeah. No. Let's let's get to let's go to Spain. Let's, let's talk go to about Spain, let's go to Barcelona. Yeah. What the heck, man? I, I don't know. What? So, for those who don't know, if you've been living under a rock, Barcelona 
basically um, they waged their future TV right deals and borrowed money on future earnings. Meaning they said, hey, look at our finances right now. In the future, we expect to make half a billion. Yes. So give us the half a billion now. And in the future, whatever earnings we make, you take it. Yeah. That was the argument. So when they got that money, they then signed everyone. (laughs) They signed everyone. Lewandowski. Mm -hmm. They've signed... uh, What's on the sign? They've signed Lewandowski. They've signed... um, Bro, who else they sign? I'm literally just pulling this up here. I know they sent a bag of people, but I'm trying to figure out who else they signed. Yeah. Oh, Kunde? Yeah. They signed Kunde. They signed. Um, I'm trying to go by position to see if they signed someone. So they signed a striker. Did they sign a new winger? Because I know Memphis, uh, one of the things they were saying is like Memphis might be sold. Yeah. And how about the story about De Jong, too? Well, that's where they were trying to sell him back to Manu for all the time for like a specific fee. For two months. Because they needed they needed a fee recoup specifically to pay for half of Lewandowski's wages or for whatever the wages that that Bayern wanted, and then that's kind of been sitting there. So yeah, they they are playing, they are playing a game of debt very. But, but the thing is, they owe De Jong seventeen million in mm-hmm. deferred wages. Yeah. So. Man, like, they're such a scummy club. And I never thought, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would have said, are you looking at the list of players? Yeah. So Cassie, Rafinha. Cassie, Raf- that's a guy, Kunde. he's the winger. Yeah. I knew that brought it in a winger. So, Cassie, Rafinha, Lewandowski, Kunde, who else? And the last one is... Is that it? I think there's one more. Yes, I would love you. Di Maria. Did they not sign Di Maria? Or is that someone else? Or did no, Di Maria go to Juve? Went to... He went to Juve. Yeah, he went to Juve, yeah. So it's those four. Yeah, it's those but four. But they, they need De Jong to move. Because mm-hmm. they cannot afford all the players they have. Uh, yeah, they need De Jong to move because that pays for... Ha- that, that essentially pays for Lewandowski. But and I actually, you know what? De Jong is all. That's why, as my, as a Man U fan, I hate it because I obviously want us to sign another central midfielder. Yeah. And I don't know more. Like, honestly, we've been burnt by Dutch players. Mm-hmm. I remember how good supposedly Daily Blind was supposed to be. It wasn't mm-hmm. good. Um, Van Persie was the only Dutch player that, in recent history, that's been really, really good. Yeah. Obviously, Van der Sar and all the other guys are good, but. If De Jong, if that's if the coach said De Jong is my best player, bring him in. Let's bring in De Jong. Mm-hmm. But if I'm De Jong, I'm like, why would I leave the sunny side of Barcelona to go to the cold, mm-hmm. harsh winters of Manchester? Agreed. But then yet again, in my head, I'm like, mate, these guys don't want to pay you. Yeah. And they told him you have two options: either you take a wage cut. Or you go. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to take none of those options. 
<laughs> She's like, you have it's like wage cut for what? You can't even uh, you can't even pay me to begin with. So cut what? I don't even know why the players going to Barcelona. Why would you go to a financial wreck of a club? Those guys genuinely, if they do not do well this season, they could cease. To- like, if this season Real Madrid and, and Atletico Madrid, yeah, play really well. And it's number one, number two, mm-hmm. and Barcelona finished third, and Barcelona again knocked out at the quarterfinals of the of the, of the, of Champions, the Champions League. League. <laughs> what are we gonna do? They then I've lost so much in, because all the wages they have, I'm pretty sure, are based on them winning a league or two, or yeah. or winning a Champions League or something, mm-hmm. or getting deep into a Champions League. Yes. If you can't do those, how the heck are you gonna sustain the club? They are not. They are really. I think. I think as I, uh, someone was actually made a really good statement. I think they said, "What Barcelona has done, has kind of, uh, has kind of, brought up the, the sad but, quite possible truth that, the Super League might be coming." Yeah. Because that's what they were... They were really banking on that. Because that's... Dude, it's a bunch of money. It is. Because you need to remember, like... In La Liga... Yeah. I'm... Hey, I'm not a La Liga fan. I'm sorry. I, I know there are many people out there who are. But, uh, but, like, in La Liga, it's... It's a two-horse team. Yes. It's Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yes. And Atletico has tried. I give them the mad respect. Mm-hmm. But I remember... I was there... When Valencia were big. I was there when Villarreal was big. Yep. I was there when all these things happened. It's always cyclical. But the consistency the consistency is. has always been Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah. So I can understand Barcelona and Real Madrid going, How much money did the Spanish league make? And how much are we responsible for? And how much did it? we get? Yeah. And how much are we getting from the Champions League? Yeah. How many hands does it have to go through before it gets to us? Mm-hmm. They're going, why don't we just Make our own league, and that's why I think. Like I think the English teams was harder for them. Yeah. Because the English teams, first of all, the revenue is split evenly. Yeah. And then, uh, and then sec. So firstly, that's the first. And then the second thing is. The wage, the 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 entertainment value of the Premier League is the fact that, when you play a Wolves, yeah. It's not a hundred percent that you're going to win. Yeah. But when when Barcelona's playing Getafe, if if no they one's lose, watching because it's a seven nil. Yeah, and if they run. lose, everyone's like, "What? What?" But the Super League is interesting because the Super League basically means it's a controlled Barca, Champions League. Barca, Juventus, yeah. Toronto, nine p.m. Yeah. <laughs> no facts. Yeah. That's what they're gonna do. It's gonna be Barcelona versus Real Madrid, Madison Square Garden, two p.m. Yeah, assuming Madison Square Garden puts Saudi up. Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna go to Riyadh? Riyadh, you, it's my new versus Man City. Riyadh, yeah. 7 p.m. That's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And they'll generate a shit ton of money. Seeing how, even when they went on, even when Euro teams went on tour just to play MLS squads, like some of those squads, some of those games had higher attendances and things than the Super Bowl was getting. Think about a final a final 
Super League game. Liverpool versus Man U. AC Milan versus Inter Milan. Mm. Barcelona versus Real Madrid. They would make... Dude, you would fill up three stadiums. Whatever stadium size you want, you were getting double the yeah. capacity. Yeah. And you charge however much you want. Yeah. Because you're not... You're not. It's not restricted by the FA. Yeah. It's not restricted by... You throw it in... in, in think about it. Guys, in, and this is the thing why Europe, Europeans are so mad. Because this is the honest truth. Americans make more than you. Europe combined. All of your countries combined, America makes more. So, when no, think about it. Mm-hmm. People were crying about what, like a ticket is how much in America? It's like, sorry, a, a ticket, a, a, a expensive Champions League game yeah. is probably 4,000 pounds. Yeah. That's not even a good seat. Sorry, that's not even like the highest seat in the um, Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl tickets are 10 grand. Yeah. A good Super Bowl ticket can cost you 100k. Yeah. Dude, you charging 5,000 bucks for a final in the US where people are just on Instagram. They're not even there to watch the game. Yeah. They're, they're just there to flex. They're there just to post the picture. Yeah. And they're not even in their seat half the time. Bruv. Yeah. We can, and this is why we can even say this because um, so obviously the name is Africans and yeah. you might think it's African but the truth is it's African Canadians we well, established so that, yeah. some people might not some people this is the first time joining. this is true this is true thank yes. you for listening we uh, appreciate you thank you for listening to Deep in the Game <laughs> uh, but like we saw it when Toronto so this is in basketball the Raptors reached the the finals yeah the main finals for the first time ever mm. right yeah and tickets were stupid tickets haven't been the same since they won the finals because all of a sudden bitches who have no they don't even know what basketball is mm-hmm. they think it's racquetball they think these there are guys, involved yeah <laughs> these guys were now tickets that were going for how much 500 bucks mm-hmm. were now going for like six because all of a sudden they're like oh crap this random team is now we're able to see these guys. Yeah. That's just basketball. Yeah. Football. Worldwide names. Bro. And you know the thing that stops them is like in Europe they have like they have rules in like how many how many people can play sorry, how many tickets are assigned to certain teams. Yeah. If you remove those restrictions, it's who's got enough money. Yeah. Now you're talking about revenues being capped at like let's say your revenue your stadium revenue is 40 million dollars mm-hmm. a year yeah your that's a cap that's the lowest amount that these teams can mm-hmm. make dude you open those restrictions it's different it's a different game man yeah because for like america and niagara like i'm um, niagara nfl football right visiting teams get a percentage of the gate for your home games right yeah but then you again that's epl that's not you're selling teams tickets that's no matter if it's full of your fans if it's full of their fans mm. whoever the visitors team is gets a percentage of the game i think it's like 10 percent. but still 10 percent of most like of, if you're playing the cowboys yeah but like yeah if you're playing the cowboys that's that's a, no i'm saying if you're yeah. playing cowboys mm-hmm. the amount of money you're bringing in real madrid versus man U. 
would be bananas. Yeah. It'd be ban- like the two biggest clubs in the world. Those tickets would go for mm-hmm. at least 20,000. Yeah. You're in the bleachers like all the way up. You're not even seeing the game. You're seeing, you, you think you're, you're seeing the game. It actually flies. What's the um, LA team in football? Uh, the uh, the Chargers and the Rams, yeah. The Rams, yeah. Is it the Rams that have the ridiculous? It's b- they both stadium. share the stadium, yeah. They yeah, both yeah, share yeah. Stadium, yeah. So that stadium, that yeah. is, that's got like a unique, crazy. Yeah, guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, go check this stadium. It Watch is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Insane. They're probably gonna put the finals of the twenty twenty six World Cup there. Yeah, yeah. So in twenty six, you're gonna see this. Yeah. This is, in my opinion, and I think it's, I, I don't think it's crazy to say this. I think it's probably the best stadium mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Bob, whatever Qatar's going to build because it's probably <laughs> going to be ridiculous. Yeah. But like that stadium is dumb. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, it's. I think it is the most expensive stadium. Yeah, it is the most. Well, every, yeah, it is the most it expensive. It is the most expensive because yeah. it's, it's got things that other stadiums don't have. Yeah. It's got like an 8K monitor. So mm-hmm. like, yeah. Uh, like stand up TV there. Even where they played the Gold Cup final, which was mm. in Vegas, mm. the Vegas American Football Stadium. Indoor grass and everything. Even where they played that, I'm like, I would, I would so pay. It. No, I'm, yeah. I'm saying the reason why I would take such a stadium is also capacity. Well, yeah, because the capacity of that stadium is like almost like a hundred k. So if you can stick a hundred thousand people in there, and you're charging ten grand a ticket on average, minimum a grand a ticket for your bleachers. Minimum. Right? Yeah. Mi- you're for all the, the way leads. up there. You're so you can't even. You He's think you're watching home. the game, you're seeing flies. There sitting are fruit at flies. home, watching the game, and you being in the stadium, I have a better view. Yes. <laughs> so if you evaluate it that way, the guys at the bleachers paying a thousand, guys at the bottom mm-hmm. paying two hundred thousand. Yeah. If you're averaging it at like let's say six thousand, eight thousand dollars. Yeah. Per per seat, eight thousand bucks of like sixty thousand people mm-hmm. is forty eight million one game. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want that? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think Barcelona is I. Barcelona saying, dude, if I play three games, mm-hmm. if I play Juventus, <laughs> Juventus, Manny, and Real Madrid, I'll have made, I'll have paid everyone. I can pay everyone for this year. Easy. Yeah. So I think, but, but the thing is, I think the Super League is too far away. Yeah. Unless we don't know something and yeah. Barcelona already knows. But if we're that far away, the honest truth is Barcelona as an institution is now done. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah, but there's, there's no other way they can come back unless, no. unless they somehow... Unless they win the Champions League. Yeah. Against Real Madrid in the final. <laughs> that, has that has to be the, that has yeah. to be the case. Mm-hmm. No, genuinely. It's not even a joke anymore. They have to beat Real Madrid in the final for them to make the money back. Because oh. then you've got all the eyeballs on you again. Yeah. You know, you've got... But the thing is, like, you had Messi. Yeah. PSG has uh, all the good players. I'm, I'm sorry, Mbappe SG. Let's not... <laughs> yeah. So, they've got... Uh, did you know that uh, Ronaldo tried to get to PSG? He yeah. actually reached out. I saw that, yeah. And they just shut that down. Dude, can you imagine... That would have been so dumb. Messi? That'd be so that sick. so dumb. <laughs> no, I would have loved that. Too, I would have right? loved it, too. But it's just... Neymar, Ronaldo, Messi... And then and then and then the owner Mbappe just like actually Dude, I will be Ronaldo, striker, attacking midfielder Messi, left wing, 
uh, Neymar, right wing Mbappe. And then just for kicks, just for kicks, you just add uh, what's his face, Moroccan uh, left back, just a overlap with who, you. Who, right back, Hakimi. Yeah, Hakimi. Just did you see he, the goal Hakimi scored today? No. Yeah, it just came off. The ball was supposed to uh, Neymar put a pass for Messi. It was too far. Hakimi just ran up to him, just like I could cry, I could square it, or I can go top shelf. Well, I'll just go top shelf. Hakimi is disgusting. Yo, I yo, I can't wait. I, I can, and, and that's why. But again, if you're an English fan and yeah. you only watch Trent Alexander Arnold and you wank over him, you need to know who Hakimi is. You need to know who Hakimi, Hakimi is. is. Better. Hakimi is better. Davies is better. Nah. You're not gonna give me Davies. No, okay. You won't give me Davies. That's too far. I've gone too far. I've gone too far. I th- I think the only I think the only fullback better than Trent Alexander Arnold. Is is uh, Hakim? Because Hakim, because Trent, I will still say this: Trent is amazing bombing forward. I still think there are many gaps with him defending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hakimi is good both ways. Huh. That's why I respect him. And I, I don't care who, I don't know who has this, but when Canada plays Morocco at the World Cup, if someone could just have a simulcast of Hakimi. And Davies, I just want to watch that for that whole game. I, but I think like it's not the same. I, I don't like. This is why I don't like watching like World Cup games. Yeah. Because or like um, like national team games, because someone like Hakim has no help. Yeah. And and even in cases like yeah, Canada's a good team with Davis and and uh, Jonathan David. Yeah. But like when you guys play Spain. You're gonna make Davis look like a dumbass because he's gonna be double teamed every time. Yeah. He's only defending three guys. Because that's how space team looks sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You're just seeing guys dovetailing left and right. Yeah. You wouldn't know who to follow. And where where Davis, a lot of the time, people uh, let's be honest, a lot of the times why some players look so good at club level is because the coaches that they have at club level know their weaknesses. And know how to and they know how to that, negate yeah. them. Well, they go. They play in the national teams. Most of the times, the coaches are on a much lower level. Huh. Dude, Ralph Ragnick is the Austria coach. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, like, come on, guys." That's a choice. Like, very few, there are very few teams that have elite level coaches. Mm-hmm. Why do we? Why are we even hating on England's coach? <laughs> is trash. Southgate is trash. I think he holds that team back, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, hey, don't get me wrong. He did amazingly for the World Cup. Yeah. And he did amazingly for the Euros. Yeah. I think those two things he did really well. Mm-hmm. But those can also be negative. Because you have a generational team. I think this English team could have been on the same level as the German team when they won the Euro and World Cup. Hmm. I honestly think if they had... Um, the German or the Spain team? Didn't the German team win the World Oh, no, they won the World Cup. They didn't win the Euro. They didn't win the Euro. Because Spain went Euro, World Cup, Euro. Um, are you sure the Germans didn't win the Euros? I'm sure they've won it, but I'm, I'm not sure recently. So the Mizzou Ozil won. They won the World Cup. Yes. That was 14. That was 14? Yeah. Who won the Who won the Euros after that? That was S- it Spain? No. The year the after that, the 16 was Portugal. Oh, so they didn't win it. Yeah, because that was Portugal in France. I remember that because I was working at a camp and they had one Portuguese guy and he was just like, yo, Portuguese beat France in a final in France. 
France doesn't lose finals in France. So I think, but I think the, the way the German team was built no, is yeah. similar to how this team Yeah, was. I think that's a fair comparison. Because the Spain team wasn't yeah. built. The Spain team, in my opinion, happened. Yeah. It was happened since. Mm-hmm. But I think the English FA genuinely tried to build. And in this that case, team. I do agree with you. In that case, I do so, agree with you. Yeah. Because that's the thing that I don't think the English FA is given a lot of props for. They started this grassroots thing hmm. a long time ago. They did that, yeah. And they and this is the. These the are the results of it. Yeah. So, I think yeah. I think if they're not careful, this generation will be looked at in the same breath of that other golden generation of the. Uh, I do you know why I don't compare this one with the golden one? Why? The golden one had three of the best midfielders all yeah. at one time, which mm-hmm. is true. And then they had a Wayne Rooney, but he was young. Yep. And by the time he got old, the cent- the central midfielders got were much older. Were much older, yeah. So I never viewed them as a golden generation mm-hmm. in the sense they had a golden generation midfield and a good defending line. Yeah. But then look at this team now. Look at this English team now. They've got one of what top three strikers in the world. Yep. Right? Yep. They have Phil Foden. Yeah. They have Mason Mount. Yeah. They so. have uh, defensive midfielders like Calvin Phillips. They have um, D- uh, Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Dude, they have well, they have Champions League winning players. players everywhere. Yes. Every single position. You have the have the best right back in the world because think about it, even though they had Scolds, Lampard and Gerrard yeah none of them were the best midfielder in the world in that position Trent Alexander-Arnold versus Hakimi is the only argument hmm. Kane I think Kane now I don't think there's an argument maybe as Salah best, as the best striker in the as, world sorry as the best nine the argument is Kane versus um um, is it Kane versus Salah? Kane? Oh yeah, Benzema. Kane versus Kane. Benzema. And then, in my opinion, Kane is better than Benzema. But Benzema always but, shows up in big but, moments. But also does Kane. Yeah. Kane has. You put Kane in that Real Madrid team, they win the exact same way. Same way. I respect that. Thing. Kane has a better passing ability than Benzema. Yeah. Bless you twice. Oh man. But it's cold in here. True. Where's socks? I don't have socks. Oh, well, there's somewhere. But what I mean is, Kane has a better passing ability. Mm-hmm. Um, scoring, Kane is better. Yep. All-round player, Benzema's better. Because I think Benzema's a better dribbler. Yeah. I think Benzema has better mental fortitude. Yes. Um, and let's be honest, Benzema's one of the only few guys to have essentially said I'll let Ronaldo play because I know he's better than me yeah but then once Ronaldo left he's like you guys forgot that I was one of the best players in the coming world. up yeah I just let someone I know who's better than, than me, me play. shine but then once he left I'm going to show you guys how good I am I'm just a rung below him yeah that's all I know he's better than me mm-hmm. I'm just right there so um, actually I'd like to say I think Kane and Benzema have the same passing ability. But okay. I think Kane is a more lethal striker. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. But all round, I think all round gameplay, Benzema might just edge mm-hmm. Kane just 
But that's also because of age and yeah. the, the style, the system that he's in. Mm-hmm. He's in a much better team, like significantly better team. Yeah. So this is why I like Kane this season. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and if Kane wins with Spurs, it's a wrap. I think he's better. Hmm. He'd, he'd win it in a harder league. Yeah. What? La Liga, you only have to worry about two teams. In, one in, and a half. In, in England. Oh, yeah, one and a half. Yeah. In England, you have to be scared about every single team. Yeah, especially if they take it, they've, they've surpassed City. Dude, any team that's you. in the relegation band, you have to worry about. Yeah, because they're playing for their lives. Yeah. Um. So, in my opinion, um, yeah. what were we talking about before? Well, we're talking about we will. We, this started off with conversations about best. Uh, oh, then we with, discuss about. Then we coaching. Golden generation. Yeah, and then we went from coaching at national team level. Then we went golden generations, and now we are asking ourselves how we got here. Okay, so I think the golden generation they do have. Now that I think about the team a little bit, because mm-hmm. I think they had Michael Owen, who yeah. had won a Ballon d'Or. Yeah. And then you have injuries took him, but yeah, that would have been, that would have been the piece to really. So you have Owen. Scholes, Jared Lampard, Scholes is playing left wing. Yeah. Beckham. Yeah. Rio. JT. Mm-hmm. Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole. What's that right winger? Can't remember. Sorry, that right back. Probably G Nev. Yeah. But you see, the thing is, you also need to remember, like, the reason why yes, they're called the golden generation, but the ages would vary. Yeah, they like, were. It yeah. wasn't like. Like, yeah, Scolds, Scolds, Jared, Lampard, and Beckham were all in the same age range. But, like, Michael Owen was young. Yeah, Rooney was young. Rio was young. Yeah. JT was in the middle there. But, like, all these guys were, like, completely different ages. Yeah. And also, and and I think the problem was their style of play. They all played different styles of play. Yes. But now... They've all grown up. Playing but the now same when style, yeah. These guys played under 21s together in the current England team. Some of them played U17 together they as played, well. So these guys know mm-hmm. each other through in, like, thick. They know, like, when they sit together, they go, All right, let's go back to how we used to play. Because mm-hmm. I know how you think, I know which runs are going to make. Yeah. And then another reason is at the time in the, the previous Golden Generation, they all played for teams that hated each other. Yes. Now they play for teams that have a rivalry in the sense of overall. Like, you're a good player, you're in a good team, yeah. I'm a good player in a good team. But we don't, we're not at loggerheads with each other. Yeah. We're just competing for a certain goal. Mm-hmm. So whenever they meet each other, it's mad respect. Yeah, it's mad like, respect. Oh, yeah, that's it's not, sterling yeah. over here. That's, Rio uh, said that, yeah. Rio yeah. said that in like a couple, many interviews where it's like, mm. yeah, you get to training and it's like, we're not talking to each other. Like, we'll get to the pitch, we'll train, but, like, there's no real camaraderie, there's no. anything, because it's like, yo, in a week, I'm, I'm playing... Because no, those guys, yeah. those guys would, and I think real, uh, what it meant, to, what I, and maybe I haven't seen what you're talking about, but also think about this. People forget how fucking horrific the English press are. Yeah. So if Rio even wanted to be friends with John Terry, if he goes to talk to JT, and they're, they're trying to be chummy, and a picture is taken them of them being chummy. Mm-hmm. Then the story comes, oh, look at Rio trying to befriend John Terry. When John Terry had said something shit about Anton Ferdinand, yeah. his brother. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like there were so many things in play. You couldn't, this yeah. version is everyone is chill. Yeah. Everyone's cool. 
you've got guys from Leicester, you've got guys from like you've got mm-hmm. such a good group of people. Yeah. Because they not only they don't it's only not yes a lot of them are big team players, but like Kane is a big team. He's just big team now. Yeah. He's been at Spurs. Normally that guy's usually a man new guy. Yeah. Right. And then um, so you have Kane. Now Phillips is in Man City, sure, but yeah. used to be Leicester. Um, uh, who else? You had um, even like your defenders. They weren't really starting. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. You haven't had like Gomez starts from time to time. Yeah. Um, what's the other guy? The City guy. Um, um, Stones. Yeah. Stones doesn't start all the time. So like a lot of these guys, legitimately, when they're coming in, they're proving to each other like, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm good like I don't want you to look down on me like I'm yeah. actually a good player I think that's why this team is more interesting it's yeah. more impactful that way that's yeah. a circumstance though. true 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 but yeah no we, we jumped around everywhere I love this conversation I love our conversations they're always fun yeah, but now to kind of wrap this up with a conversation that we've always had but never recorded okay. W Euros just ended yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. England. Uh, you finally brought something home. Um, after hosting how many finals, you finally brought one home. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and to uh, the girlfriend, I don't hate England. I just wanted them to suffer a little bit more. But they were able to do it. But with England winning this, and plus subsequently announcing that their next friendly is actually going to be against the U.S. in there, the conversation about women's football... And we've had this conversation, so we I know where you feel about this, and we are in agreement with this, but has Europe caught up with North America in terms of football? On the women's right side. On the women's side, right now. Uh, have they caught up? Yes. Have they surpassed America? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But I think now it's a even mm-hmm. battle now. Yeah. I don't think the U.S. is now looking at teams going, are we going to wash yeah. I think it's now like, oh, we have to come. We have to have our A game. Yeah. If first of all, let's let's just start from somewhere. Uh Aquasi thought Spain were gonna win it. And then <laughs> and I said I did say it, yes, I, I have nothing wrong. Said, yeah. England are the best team in this world in this Euros. Yes. And I called that out way in advance. Yes, said, this is pre tournament. If, you, you, say if this. you haven't been this is the thing, I watch I'm a serious Man U guy. So I watched the youth team. I watched the women's team. Yes. So I knew how good these players they were. They just signed Nikita Paris, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen how good... The, like, I watched one... I think I watched the City... Uh, oh, sorry, I watched Chelsea versus Man U. Yeah. And I was shocked at the level yeah. of, the, of, the, of the women's game. Like, don't get me wrong... I'm not this like, oh my God, women's mm-hmm. game is so crap or whatever. But I think it's fair to say that if you looked at the like previous World Cups, yeah, there was a serious... There was a gap. There yeah. was a gap. There was still in the physical version of, of, of mm-hmm. football. Now they're technical. And when I saw how technical they were, I'm like, oh dude, England's a wash. Yeah. I honestly thought, and I told you this, I said, if England don't win... Then the USA are like six years ahead of Europe. Yeah. But when I saw England winning, I'm like, yeah, now now the gap is bridged. Mm-hmm. Now it's... The US is actually interesting because I think the women's game... I think the women's game in the US has been um, shouldered by 
the fact that women's women's soccer as they call it here women's yeah. soccer is always viewed as the only thing that women can do that's not tennis hmm do you know what i mean yeah like I'm, we're in canada here and if i talk to anyone here all their girls play soccer yeah when you ask the boys the boys it's all random it's basketball yeah. it's, it's, it's hockey, hockey yeah it's um um it's uh lacrosse or whatever yeah but you talk to any freaking girl who's playing a sport it's it's soccer number 1 yeah and hockey and the rest and then basketball maybe and basketball there, yeah. like it goes down yeah but like the gap between soccer and the rest is significant yeah. everyone plays soccer here who's a girl yeah so i knew that the only reason why the us and canada were so much better than europe mm-hmm. was because europe for so long had um maligned the women's game yeah they made sure that their game is trash yeah and that was it that was the only caveat so once they said okay we're going to the fa started saying we're going to give you a bit of you know yeah let's make sure the clubs actually pay you guys well <laughs> let's make sure that you guys actually train in good centers yeah let's make sure that you guys don't have to worry about it. and it's not even at that like elite level yeah but just putting in the effort yeah just right? like grassroots yeah. making sure that you know girls can get boots easily yeah. girls can get balls easily can get fields to play mm-hmm. so so now that they've put in that effort and now and then clubs have realized oh wait there's an actual market here yes all of a sudden i think you're going to see the like the next world cup is going to be fire i yeah no i i wouldn't take like in the friendlies if the if england lose 4-1 to the us yeah i don't think it's going to i don't think that has any bearing to the world cup because the world cup will be the true testament. I agree. As to whether the mm-hmm. the, sh- the the paradigm shift has happened. Yeah. yeah. I think this World Cup and I've said this to a lot of my uh Woso friends here. I think if there's any year that the US gets clipped for the finals, it's this it's this coming World Cup. I think if they're going to if you're going to try to beat them before this next generation finally gets their footing. Mm. I think you have to do it now, right? And I said this. You're saying, you're saying this is the last easy win for the for Americans. I, I think if you if you ask any American fan, I think you they would say because they just had their uh, they had their World Cup qualifier slash uh, Concacaf tournament and they beat Canada one nil in the finals. Mm. Um, it was not a one nil game. It was like Canada was Canada played well for a solid thirty, and then the U.S. played well till they scored. And then the U.S. wanted to, we scored, defend for our lives. So then Canada had a bit of life. So as a Canadian, I'm, I don't know how I feel. I feel like we could have performed better. But that's a whole other conversation. But this generation, they are transitioning away from like their older players. The yeah, Latinos, yeah, yeah. Alex Morgan's a year older, right? There are players that are there, but there are young players coming. I don't think they've been given the stage against this quality of competition. The NWSL in North America is, is a great league. Mm. It's but it's a lot. I'd say it's a lot more of an athletic league. There are technical players here. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. But I think when you go and you start to play more teams, mm-hmm. which is why I'm curious for this England matchup because I think this will be the best team they've played outside of Canada since the, the Olympics. Oh, the Olympics, Olympics, yeah. 
since the Olympics. Yeah, this will be the best team they played since the Olympics. And I think at, in the World Cup stage, because, again, they're going up to 32 teams for the women's. Mm-hmm. So I think if you have to go, because if we look at the women's Euros, right, that's a murderous row of team of that you, whoever you play. Mm-hmm. right? England had to beat Spain, and then they beat Sweden, Sweden and then they beat Germany, Germany. right? If you're the U.S. With they played, yeah. I, in my opinion, they played of the top, clearly, of the top six teams in the world. Yeah. They beat three of them. Yes. And the only team that they didn't beat that was top six was France and the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... In the top ten. Yeah, in the top, yeah, yeah, in the top ten. So I think for the U.S., when they start to play these other teams, it's not that they can't beat them. But it's going to be wave after wave of now technically skilled, mm. also similar athletically to them. I, th- I think the athletic thing, I yeah. think the, if you look at the history of men's football, mm-hmm. men's football was actually super technical like in the 70s. Yes. And that's not something that people really discuss because mm-hmm. they think players now are technical. Yeah. No, what we've done now is we've melded into like five technically, systems yeah. technically gifted players with ridiculous physiques yes but back in the 70s we had super technical players and then we had super athletic teams yes you never had a super athletic technical team yes like a Germany of in my opinion Germany of 2016 2014 2014 sorry that German team was in my opinion one of the scariest teams ever because you mm. couldn't like you couldn't out muscle them yes and yet you couldn't outpass them. True. And that's that's such a scary team to play. Mm-hmm. And it's mixing that like that beautiful mesh of physical toughness, but with mm-hmm. also clear technical ability, clear flair. Yeah. All that. So and that's why I hated the Spain team because it was just it was like going back in the seventies and watching boring ass <laughs> games but where they, they score the one goal yeah. and, and they just keep like, the ball away from. Them. Yeah. So. Um, and so I think when you see the, the evolution of the men's game yeah, you see the process you see the progress of certain teams mm-hmm. you see the demise of certain teams welcome Brazil yeah. you start seeing such things I think the women's game is so lucky because the men have evolved the game to such a point that tactics and techniques and all that kind of stuff have already been fine tuned yeah. so you just need to take the playbook from the mm. men's team mm. let's give it to the women's yeah and say hey I know you guys haven't been involved for a while here's everything yeah the US already had that yeah and so the US the, the, the US and Canada are always screwed because of two reasons geographically they're massive countries they are yeah so for you to play day to day day to day football mm-hmm. for you to play really good competition is very difficult it is because the travel you do for a game is what a team in Europe does only for the Champions League. Correct. Right? So Not even. Yeah. Because in England, for instance, Manchester's two great clubs. Yeah. City and United. Yeah. They're literally spitting distance. Legitimate. Like you can spit. Yeah. And they play they probably play a couple times. Then you go down the road, not too far away, Liverpool. Yep. You don't go too far down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't even need to leave the north. Yeah. The north has Newcastle at the top, Man City, Man U, 
Liverpool, Everton. Yes. Those are top, top, top teams. Yeah. That's what we mean. Then look at London. Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham, Palace. Like these are all mm-hmm. really good teams. You're forgetting. And then like you need to remember, those are just the big clubs. You're forgetting the small teams. Yeah. QPR. Yeah. Spurs. Sunderland. Spurs yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and then in the Midlands, you have the, the as you said, the, uh, sorry, in the North, you still have Sunderland. Yeah. But like in the Midlands, you have the uh, the Boltons and the Brightons and all this yep. kind of stuff. And the West Broms and so on. So, and that's just in one country. Mm-hmm. France is the same thing. You know, Paris has multiple. But if you ignore Paris, Montpellier is its own thing. Yeah. Your Lee is its own thing. Like all these small freaking. And by the way, they are genuinely in the surface area of southern Ontario. Yeah. And those are like three countries. Yeah. And then you look at the CPL in Canada, it's like, okay, the closest ones are maybe Alberta. Like, literally like, yeah. six hours away from each other. Yeah. The closest teams to each other are in Alberta, where you have Edmonton versus. Calgary, which is Calgary, and that's about an hour bus that's ride. A, yeah, that's an hour right? bus ride. Yeah, that's that's someone. Yeah, going from England to to France. Yeah, via the canal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, yeah, this this will always be a difficult thing. But like you were saying, I think thing that North American football on one side always had for development was they had the collegiate system, right? They had, they had college the sports. System? Yeah. No, I actually I don't think it was the collegiate system that was the excess. It was from youth yeah from a young age they had grassroots mm. which Europe didn't have yeah Europe had club level yes for some yes but the, it was do you have techs do you have are you techie are you yeah. a techie guy yeah oh you're a techie girl go play for Real Madrid you're yeah. a techie guy go play for Man City you're a techie mm-hmm. person go play for this team that's how they did it they now changed it to grassroots meaning they have scouts who go into schools yeah. and look at girls who are genuinely playing at a certain level and they go, okay, this girl might have something. Mm-hmm. Then you bring them in yep. and they learn different positions. Because mm-hmm. the learning of different positions, that's what's key. Because yeah. you learn, I'm a, like, I love Everest's story. Yeah. Patrice Everest, uh, for many, were well, 10. Uh, Patrice <laughs> Everett was is quite possibly Manu's best left back. Yes. He's, his career started as a striker, central midfielder, then left back. And whenever if you hear him talk, he always says he loved that he started further forward. Because when he's further forward, he now knows how strikers think. Mm-hmm. Then he played central midfield, which mm-hmm. meant when he's in the midfield section, he's not afraid of getting a ball and being able to pass or dribble. Because yeah. he's already used to playing in that position. Mm-hmm. Then, so by the time he plays left back, he already he takes every single skill set from everywhere, yeah. and then combines it. That's what grassroots does for you. Yes, you play in different positions. You're not trying to, you're not trying to specialize. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't your five-a-side game where you yeah. go, "I'm a striker." Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people know this. You just go and I'm like, I'm, I only play striker. No, when you're when you're starting at a youth level, they throw you around. Yeah, and that's key. So I think England versus US. I think the. I think the gap was already bridged between Europe and the US last World Cup. I think that's, yeah, I think it was bridged. I think bridge now there, yeah. it's a question of when they play in the World Cup, the question is, has Europe finally usurped North America? Yeah. 
I think that's too early to tell hmm. because the winning is infectious. It is. And it's hard to break that, ci- yeah. that cycle. So if if the US team still has this idea of we are still better than these guys, mm-hmm. then it becomes tricky. Mm-hmm. Because the question is, has England's team evolved to the point where they're better than the US team? No. I, don't I think, think they're yeah. at par. I think they're on par and they can go any other way. I think it'll yeah. come down now instead of just we need to have faster players or we need to have just bigger athletes. I think now it's going to come down to the adjustments within the game, right? If you look at the Canada-US game for the CONCAP W final, they made the adjustments they needed because all Canada was doing was saying, your right back is good going up but terrible defending, so we're going everything through the right. Yeah. And then by... Well, that's, yeah. that, that's the thing. Yeah. Is it's exploiting weaknesses. It is exploiting weaknesses. By halftime, that was just like, yeah, okay, so we're going to shift this player back here. And, and we're just, gonna, just yeah. sorry, not to cut you off, but... Let's not forget that a big factor as to why England won is their coach previously won. Was it, I think, was the American coach before? Or was it the German coach before? She won, the, she won either the World Cup or the Euros before and then mm. jumped to England. Okay. So if you have a genuine world-class winning coach, yeah. then England, that's, a, that's another reason why I knew England were better. Yeah was because they genuinely had a world-class coach and they and had, had world-class world players. players. Okay. So it's a question of, mm. in the next World Cup, hmm. how good is England going to be? And how good are all the other European teams going to be? That's going to be interesting. Most European qualifiers haven't finished yet, so they're like the last confederation to really to let us know who's coming. But they're oh, Because they're, they're the only federation that genuinely a lot of teams are very close to each other. Yes, they are. They are. Because in, in, in Africa, yeah. the gap is so large. The gap is so large, but there are newcomers for Africa and that, that comes in with having more teams. But yeah. yeah, but you see, the thing is, you need to also, like, let's let's all pretend. Yeah. There is a lot of stigma yes. on women playing sports. Yes, especially Particularly Africa, sports yeah. that historically have been male dominant. Have been male dominant. Yes. So I don't think it was still at that level like the reason why you see teams like South Africa being so good is because South Africa just has a bigger budget yeah. and they can decide okay we'll throw a certain amount of money in the female game mm-hmm. but like countries are, like think about in the male in the male game teams like Congo Zambia um, Egypt North African teams in general yeah. North African teams are already at a disadvantage because of, you know, um, yeah. ideologies. Yeah. And then you look at places like Congo and so on, strife. Yeah. And then you look at like, um, like so you're losing, it'll take a long time for a lot of African countries to mm-hmm. catch up. No. So that's why South Africa only leading on a, it's like on a, it's not a valid assessment of the continent. Yeah. And then Asia is also weird. Yeah. Um, I like Japan, but Asia is also weird. Mm-hmm. And then Europe is quite possibly the, obviously, the most dominant one. Yeah, Europe is, the, is probably the federation that said universally, let's actually try to push let's, this a little let's better. Win a, yeah. uh, let's win a bunch before. Yeah. Let's win a bunch before the rest of the countries catch up. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think what Europe is doing is great. I mean, you did mention Africa, so shout out to the four African teams who have qualified for the World Cup. Um, South Africa finally winning a WAFCON, a WAFCON. Finally. Finally. I think it was four times. Four times the bride made, finally the bride. Yep. Uh, Shout out to Morocco actually hosting a good tournament, you know? Mm. It was good. It was nice to see that, especially for, as a country who lost out to host the World Cup to North American bid. Um, good to see you guys hosting a good tournament. I wouldn't mind seeing an Afghan. I think Morocco game. just got screwed because Qatar won it. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> well, but I think I think I think for the next African country to win, it's I think Morocco is the pick. No, I think I think Rwanda. I think, That's I, true. I think Rwanda in maybe in maybe ten years will genuinely be a, a legit pick. I wouldn't be upset about that. Because it's got the right temp, it's the right temperature. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. It's a, one of the few African countries that actually knows what it's doing. Yes. Um, no turmoil. Yeah. Small country, few people, mm. perfect place. Yeah. Central Africa, they've got the just the right number of. Like, I think I think Rwanda would be a perfect place. That to would go. be nice. I'm actually. I think it's under yeah. Rwanda. Uh. An interesting country for me to say, but I think Tanzania would be also a good country. Yeah. It's a huge country. It is. Yeah, and the, the fans of the sport yeah. you can legitimately throw it in random places that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> it does come back to our whole idea every federation should have a World Cup and it should be in an interesting spot. I, th- I think I think every genuine, and I know some people will be like, this is stupid, but I think this is how it should be. If you're playing a World Cup. Yes. Notice how we put an emphasis on the word world. world. Not the cup. If Europe hosts this year, the next year needs to be North America. Mm-hmm. The next year needs to be Africa. The next year needs to be Asia. The next year needs to be Australia. South America. South America, yeah. Australia, so on and so forth. Yeah. It doesn't matter how the, the grouping goes. Mm-hmm. As long as every year, so every World Cup year, it's in a different, it's fed, in a yeah. different continent. And the beauty of that is, if this is supposed to be an opening doors, or yeah, opening border kind of thing, then it makes so much sense. And yes, North North Africa, North America is gonna is gonna be is gonna suck because it's only like three countries. Yeah. But then, how about you group the Caribbean countries as, oh, North, we say as that. North America? Yeah. So that when when the Caribbean countries, when you're done with the U.S., Canada, yeah. and Mexico, you say fuck it, let's combine. Trinidad, Jamaica, or do this, uh, or do the Central American countries go like Cuba? Go, go like well, Cuba could be more island than anything, but Central, but Honduras, Costa Honduras, Rica, El, El, Salvador, El Salvador, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no. But the idea still stands. The idea still stands there. Before I forget to say, congrats, everyone, and Africa. Going back there, Zambia, they are my they are my darling African country. Made the Olympics. Perform. I know they are famously known for losing to the Dutch 10-3 at the Olympics. But Thai China 4-4. And one third place. They are definitely that young team that could maybe leave a mark. And then Nigeria is underperformed. I think this version of Nigeria, their dominant ways in WAFCON may be up for now. But it could have just been a bad tournament as well. With, with most teams, you always hold on to a generation one cycle too long. And you kind of see it kind of go through from there. But 
Congratulations to those ladies, those teams who have qualified. Um, Nelson, before we go off, any last words? My news winning the league, baby. Let's go. So you went from fourth to winning the league. And yeah. and as a Wolves fan, guys, don't get relegated, please. Just just don't get relegated. No, like I, I say all of this I say all of this fun stuff as yeah. as we watch Brighton put three goals <laughs> on Man U because Eric Ten Hag thought he can play one defender. Of course he did. So yeah, man. Yeah. No, nothing more. Just nothing more. Just guys timing. Thank you for spending the time with us. Appreciate you guys showing us the love. Um, also, uh, happy anniversary to us. One year ago today was our... Uh, no way! Yeah, one year ago know. this week yeah, was our first hey. episode. We talked about Messi going to PSG. We've gone one full wow, year. Wow, that's when we started talking. That was our first episode. Holy jeez, that's a while ago. It was, yeah. But yeah, and I remember the, the hottest takes of that first episode were Lukaku will do well at Chelsea... Because all they need is a nine. Wait, who said that? Oh, that was Mo. Or no, that was you. That was you. That was me. Yes, and I and I Shit. and then I took the most heat for saying that Liverpool won't finish top four. So <laughs> I'm fine being wrong, guys. I'm fine being I th- wrong. I think I think my Lukaku take is poor, knowing <laughs> that he. You know what we should do? We should. I think the next time we have this, yeah, is we should actually go back and listen to it and listen to our hot takes. Yes. And guess which is one of our worst. Yeah. Because I think Lukaku's a stinker. Yeah. The fact that that guy did it like what he lasted one year. He he lasted he lasted like two months before he was like, Damn. I miss I miss my old girl. It's like what guy. Yeah. Oh, I, I and again oh um question for you. This is just a quick question. You can yeah. And then we're done. What do you think about uh, Bowley uh, now that he's like taking care of all the chances? For Chelsea, what do you think about that stuff? Because I think that's the reason why they're struggling to get a centre back. Yeah, I hate. I'm not kidding. I hate American owners. They do nothing, and I know Liverpool has an American owner. I get it. Arsenal has Liverpool as a Arsenal has an American owner, and too. it's terrible. They've had a terrible time with them. I don't. Man, you has yeah. one terrible. I don't think they understand the idea. If you join. I think you're better off as an American owner if you start off with a team that's lower down the no, right. I think the problem is that trying to utilize American-based business practices in Europe. But but that's where I'm saying, if you go in there as an owner, I think you're better off starting off with like a third tier or a second tier or even a championship, and understanding like the the economics of trying to get the right players to move up and then understanding the economics to stay right. there. Uh, you know, Liverpool's owners did something right in saying, we're buying the club. Yeah. But then, we're not taking over a, the day-to-day. We're not taking over the day-to-day. We're going to yeah. hire people mm-hmm. who will do the day-to-day. Yeah. And we'll just hire the best yes. at it. They took what they've done previously having owned a ridiculously successful team in yes. the Red Sox, yeah. and then going to Liverpool. But then when you see look look at look at Man U's, look at how bad Tampa plays. Yeah. Yes, I know they got to, I think one. Yeah, one one chip. Yeah. One chip, but like they were poor for so long. But that's the thing. Like if you if you just jump into this, which is why again when the Super League conversations came up, they were like, "What do you mean you could be relegated?" It's like this is how things work here. Yeah. If you don't know that when you walk in, 
then you're going to find yourself in a situation where you know what I think it is they're genuinely looking at the they look at the they look at the balance sheet overall yes they're seeing this is how much money is currently going through European clubs yes and they're like holy shit Real Madrid makes 3 billion a year Manu makes 1 billion a year yeah what if we tap into that but they don't realize this isn't the this isn't the NBA where you can triple the cost of your merchandise. Or, yes. Like these aren't things that happen in Europe. Yeah. Europeans are really frugal. Mm-hmm. This is a grassroots level football, which I think it was clever when they did the Super League because they were basically saying, screw Europeans. Yeah. These Let's guys do... don't know how to do business. Yeah. Let's take our business to Saudi Arabia, Qatar, uh-huh. the United Arab, the UAE. Era. Yeah. Um, Brazil, because I know they're going to throw matches in Brazil. Yeah. They're going to throw matches in Australia. Yeah. Because they know. One, dude, can you imagine if Chelsea was playing Juventus mm-hmm. in Toronto? I'd be there. <laughs> I don't care about the Super League. But I'd be there. These teams are world teams. Yeah. They're no longer just like, oh yeah, I'm in England and we're English. Like, I'm sorry, England. You made the Premier League a worldwide league. Yeah. So, I don't care. Yeah. If your team is coming here, I would, I'll go watch it. Yeah, it'd be the equivalent of what the NBA did with their league, where they're now it's no yeah, longer... Yeah, no, they play yeah. games... Yeah, they play... In, in Mexico, they play games in Europe. Let's clarify. Someone said one wrong thing about China. The Houston Rockets guy. <laughs> and LeBron had to apologize. Do you understand what that means? You're an American sport. You say one wrong thing about China and they panic. Because China accounts for like what, like 30% yeah. or 40% of their revenue? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. They know if they lose that Chinese money, LeBron That affects bottom line. Yeah, completely. You're no longer a profitable team. Mm-hmm. Either way. Either way. That's, yeah. I'll just, I, just, I find Bowley an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. I hope he learns. I hope so too. But, but I don't think so. But I, I don't think he learns in these next I few I think years. he wants to be the American guy who goes, who's the best player? I'm going to sign Mbappe. <laughs> I think it takes him three years <laughs> to learn. And he doesn't really fully understand. It takes him three years to learn, or three years to figure out that he shouldn't be making these decisions. And I think he'll, he'll get management in, and yeah. management's going to fail because he's going to choose his friends. He won't choose, he won't get the best guys in. Look, my like guy. Man City at the best. Mm-hmm. But either way, that's another conversation. That's true. That's another conversation. So, yeah, let's try it. Next conversation. Our greatest hot takes. Also, we should bring um, in Mo. We really should. And also, Wolves is somehow in the top three. I'll enjoy that moment, and then we'll lose. That'll probably be the next one. But, yes, Wolves, please don't get relegated. Guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, more content coming through after the week. But, again, thanks for joining us. Until next time. Bye-bye for now.